Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Open your Bible with me today. Let's get right into the teaching. Hebrews chapter 13. Tis the season for miracles. You weren't with us last weekend. We taught on the Christmas story out of Luke and Matthew. And uh, we read the Christmas story, talked about it verse by verse, how that it was the greatest miracle that ever happened, the virgin birth. And we looked at that. So uh, uh, without believing in the virgin birth, there's no Christianity, right? We said there had to be an incarnation for there to be a crucifixion, for there to be a resurrection, for there to be salvation. Am I right? God had a plan. God had a purpose. The first Adam blew it. The second Adam, Jesus, restored it. Which of the two are you today? Are you an Adam or are you in Christ? You don't want to be an Adam. That means a sinner. You want to be in Christ. That means a saint. Either we're in Adam or we're in Christ. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The first Adam blew it, so God had to restore humankind because he wanted a family. Didn't need a family, but he wanted a family. So he sent his son, for God so loved, he gave. The greatest expression of love is giving. The greatest expression of love is giving. So God gave his son Jesus left heaven. You talked about adapting to COVID, adapting to our world right now that's gone crazy. We serve a savior who's the champion of adaptation. He left heaven to come to earth. He left as a God and took on the form of a human being. He was the God man. He was all God. He was all man. Jesus refers to his humanity. Christ refers to his deity that wasn't his last name. He had many brothers and sisters. We looked at all that last week, and and we realized that you and I, to even be a Christian, you have to believe in the virgin birth. And the virgin birth is the greatest miracle of all time. Going to have a witness. Now, I'm sure you're sitting here, you say, you know, Pastor, this really doesn't relate to me, a series on miracles. I don't need a miracle today. Well, can I just prophesy your future? You will need one. I'm going to say that again. For those out there or those maybe here, you say, I'm doing great today. I don't need a miracle. Let me just prophesy your future. You will need a miracle sometime in your life. As life goes on, things happen. I think in my own life, how When a doctor told me a few years ago I had some symptoms in my body and the doctor said you're going to have to live with those symptoms the rest of your life. It's incurable. We can't help you. I said, thank you very much. Born again, spirit filled doctor, great doctor. But you know what? God healed me. God delivered me in Jesus name. That was a miracle. I needed a miracle. I remember when Kim and I were in college and we took student loans for the first two years, the third year. I went all the way back to Texas and we're standing in the admissions line at Southwestern University. I had no money. 
I had no money. I was signing up for 18 credits, full-blown, full-time job, full-time school, full-time marriage, living in the marriage dorms on the campus, and I had no money. And I can remember, you know, just standing in faith. I knew, Kim said, what are we going to do? We're supposed to go back. I don't know how God's going to do it, but I know God can. See, you need to know God is great. You need to know God is good. For you to receive a miracle today, you need to believe God is great and God is good. That means he's willing and he can. He's willing and he can. He's willing and he can. God is good. He's willing and God can. He's great. See, a lot of people don't believe in miracles. So anyway, I'm standing in line, had no money, stand in the missions office, long line, got up to the desk, showed all the classes I wanted to take, 18 credits. Said, how are you going to pay this? I said, I don't know. I said, I'm just supposed to be here. Wait just a second. Took me into the office and talked to the administrator there and said, you know what? We're going to pay your way. We're going to pay your way for the whole year for you and your wife. I needed a miracle. I had no way. Miracle land is where you can't. Only God can. I had no way, but God had a way. To you, when there seems like there is no way for you today, financially, physically, you know, in your job, your career, your schooling, your family, but it looks like there is no way, can I introduce you to the way maker? When there is no way, we serve the way maker. Amen? Say it with me. I believe in miracles. Now, you know, there's three categories of people. There's, number one, those who don't believe in miracles. They just flat think they uh, were in the times of Jesus, even if they believe that. That miracles went away with the apostles and miracles aren't for today. I feel sorry for those people. They're part of the Sadducees. <laughs> if you don't believe in miracles, you're sad, you see. And uh, they didn't go very good. Maybe the 11 o'clock, it'll work better. <laughs> so, so there are those group of people that don't believe in miracles. They don't believe in the supernatural. I don't know where they're at, but they don't believe in the supernatural. They don't believe in miracles. Then there's number two, the people who do believe in miracles, but don't receive them. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you've needed a miracle for a long time. You're still waiting. It hasn't come. Maybe you're wondering why it hasn't come. Maybe you're asking yourself. You're asking God. You're asking other people. I need a miracle. I haven't got my miracle. I believe in miracles. Why haven't I got a miracle? I'm going to help you today. Can, can I help you today? If you need a miracle, want a miracle, believe in miracles, but aren't getting them, I want to show you how to get them today, okay? Then there's a third group that believe in miracles and receive them. That's you and me by faith. First group, don't believe in miracles. Second group, they believe in miracles, but they never receive one. Third group, they believe in miracles and they receive them. I want you and I to be in that third group, to believe in miracles and receive miracles. Now, let me give you what I'm going to talk about, then I'm going to talk about it, then I'm going to remind you what I talked about. Is that okay? So I, I want to help people today, here and online. You need a miracle, and you believe in miracles, but you're not getting the miracles you're believing for. Why? Why is that? Pastor, I believe in miracles. I'm a part of some church. I'm a part of Church on the Rock, and I believe that God is a God of miracles. I believe God's a supernatural God. I believe God wants to do miracles, but I'm not receiving any miracles, Pastor. I need them. How do I receive my miracle? Let me help you out in the next 30 minutes on how to receive your miracle. 
Let me just say this. Your miracle is only 18 inches away. Your miracle, financial, physical, mental, emotional, relational, your career, your job, your business, your school, your friends, wherever you need a miracle today, as believers who believe in miracles but aren't receiving them, your miracle is only 18 inches away. Pastor, explain. Come back next weekend. Same bat channel, same bat time. No. Would you like to know? Your miracle is only 18 inches away. What was that, Pastor? You got to get it from your head to your heart before it will ever come to pass. A lot of Christians have, we call this mental ascent. Mental ascent is, oh, I've heard that. Oh, I know that. But you're not receiving what you're hearing. And you're not receiving what you know. We call that mental ascent. Knowing is not enough. So, so my miracle and your miracle is only 18 inches away from your head to your heart. The, the, the greatest miracle that ever happened, we said, is the Christmas story. Am I right? The next greatest miracle that ever happened, the next, the second, number two, the second greatest miracle that can ever happen in a human being is the new birth, getting born again, the new birth, getting saved, becoming a Christian, becoming a believer. How do you get saved? You have to say it with your mouth and believe it in your heart, and then you shall be saved. Can I give you a subheading? There's a miracle in your mouth. Your miracle is in your mouth. Your miracle starts in your mouth. Most Christians don't believe this, don't have a revelation of it. They may have heard it, but they're not doing it. You got to get it from your head, just hearing it and knowing it and believing it. You got to get it from your head to your heart. It's only when you believe with your heart do you receive. You never receive by believing with your head. Am I helping somebody today? Well, this helps me. This answers why a lot of Christians are undoing what God's trying to do. A lot of Christians are waiting on their miracle. Oh, I believe God does miracles. I've heard you teach miracles back in the 90s, Pastor, but where's my miracles? Your miracle is 18 inches away. You got to get it from knowing, hearing from your head down to your heart. Eight, I measured this morning mine. Yours might be, yours might be closer than mine. I took a measuring stick from my head to my heart. It was 18 inches. Okay? So yours might be closer than my miracle. Praise the Lord. So, but mine's 18 inches away. I, I won't get a miracle until I believe it in my heart. I can't know it with my head. I hope you're getting this. I hope you're getting this. I hope you're getting this because I've been doing this a long time. And most Christians always tell me, I heard that. I know that. I, I read that. But they're defeated, depressed, discouraged, walking, walking in defeat as a victim. Why? You got to get it from head knowledge to heart believing. 
That's what I'm going to talk about today. You got to get it from your head to your heart. How, Pastor? Okay, you answered uh, why those who believe in miracles aren't receiving miracles is because it's in their head stuck there. They haven't got it in their heart. The, the second greatest miracle, here's how it happened. You said it with your mouth and believed it in your heart. How did you, here's a clue. How did you get it in your heart? With your mouth. You got it in your heart with your mouth. You get it from your head into your heart with your confession. You get it from your head into your heart by saying it. You get it from your head into your heart by confessing, affirming, declaring, and speaking it with your mouth. Your miracle is in your mouth. You want to be speaking in the direction you want to be going. You want to be speaking in the direction you want to be going. Am I helping anybody? So this is worth coming to church, turning on church right here. Most Christians haven't a clue. How come I can't get it? How come I can't receive it? I believe it. They haven't got it in their heart. You never believe with your head. You never believe with your head. Never. You believe with your heart. You never believe with your head. You get knowledge in your head, but you never believe with your head. Faith comes from the heart, not the head. This is powerful. Faith comes from the heart, not the head. Faith comes from the heart, not the head. We hear a sermon like this on miracles. We, we, we hear it and we believe it. We get it in our head. That's not enough for you to get a miracle this December. You got to get it from your head to your heart. And you get it from your head to your heart with your mouth. There's a mouth. There's a mouth. There's a miracle in your mouth. Am I helping anybody? Okay, this is huge. This is huge. I've been doing this for a long time. Most Christians don't do it. Most Christians don't know it. Most Christians don't get it. They always tell me how many tapes, how many books, how many services, how many conferences, how many seminars they've been to, and they're still lacking receiving because they think knowing it is enough. Knowing it is not enough. Demons know it and believe. Demons know it and believe, right? The Bible says in the book of James, devils believe and tremble. Demons know it and believe. Why don't they receive it? Because they're not speaking in agreement with it. Confession means to say the same thing. Confession doesn't just mean going to the Catholic church in a little booth, talking to a priest, all your sins. Confession means to say the same thing. It's more than just admitting your mistakes and sins. To confess in the Greek means to agree, to say the same thing. I believe in miracles, but I'm not receiving miracles. Why? 18 inches away. I have to get it from my head and get it into my heart because it's when I believe in my heart, I'm saved. It's when I believe in my heart, and say with my mouth, I'm born again. Y'all got it? Formula of faith, the law of faith, write it down. The law of faith starts with saying. Your salvation started with saying. 
your miracle for your money, your marriage, your parenting, your career, your job starts in your mouth. Your salvation, the greatest outside the virgin birth miracle started with your mouth. So the law of faith works like this saying, and then I wind up believing. And then after believing, then I begin saying, and the mountain moves, followed by receiving. It's saying, believing, then saying, then the problem goes. A lot of people try to get the problem or the miracle just by the saying or mental assent. I know that. I've heard that. I've read that. I've heard it so many times. Well, why don't you have your miracles? Why don't you get in your breakthrough? Evidently, it's not in your heart. So it starts with saying, and you say it till you believe it. Then, when you believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth, the mountain moves, is cast into the sea, and you receive your miracle. Am I helping anybody? Come on, let's thank God for revelation knowledge. Okay, Hebrews chapter 13. This should change your life forever. This should change your life forever and ever and ever. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Okay? And uh, follow along. I'm going to bring out a couple phrases here. going to extract them. Everybody doing okay? Am I helping? Yes. Okay. I want to help you walk in miracle land. I want to help you get your miracles. I want to add value to your life. I got some miracles I need. Amen. So this is a word for me too. Amen. Let your conversation, that's your lifestyle, be without covetous. And be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee or forsake thee. Now here's what I want you to do. This is revelation. Circle, mark, highlight. For he has said. For he has said, referring to God, you and I need to know what he has said. You and I need to know the promises in the Bible. There are over 7,000. Our one-year reading plan is helping us find them, right? There are over 7,000 promises in the Bible. You need to know what he has said. That's the foundation for your faith. You need to know, for he has said, God has said. Do you know what he said? over your health, your family, your finances, your future, your business, your career, your parenting? Do you know what he said over relationships? Do you know what he said over making decisions? For he has said, don't, don't, don't forget that phrase, for he has said. doesn't matter what CNN or Fox or CBS, ABC, NBC, doesn't matter what Twitter or Facebook says. What matters to me is what has he said? What has he said? Say it with me, for he has said. Okay, now verse 6. He has said, so I might boldly say. For he has said, so that I can boldly say. For he has said, so I can boldly say. We need to find out what he has said, and then you need to agree with it and boldly say it. You need to find out what he has said, and then you need to agree with it, that's confession, and then boldly say the same thing. When you're saying God talk, God shows up with a miracle. When you're talking devil talk, world talk, defeat, 
depression, lack, victim, entitlement, devil shows up. I can't expect a miracle if I'm talking like the world. I'll never get my miracle if I'm repeating what they're saying at school, at work, in the neighborhood, in the mall, or the restaurant. I'm a believer. I believe in miracles, but I'm not receiving them because I didn't find out what God has said and boldly say what He has said. Not what the doctor or the lawyer or the judge has said or the physician, the teacher, not what they have said, but am I saying boldly, specifically, what God has said over my life in his word. Then you get it from your head to your heart. He's given us promises, and we're not just to believe them. We are to speak them. We're not just to uh, say we agree with that. We're, we're to get it off of the coffee table, get it off the backseat of the car or the truck, get it off of the, the lampstand and get it in our heart. We get it from our head to our heart with our mouth. We get it from our head to our heart with our mouth. You'll never get a miracle if it's just in your head. You gotta get it in your heart and you do it with your mouth. You got saved with your mouth. It says those who say and believe shall be saved. Those who say and believe in their heart will be saved. So as he has said, so I might boldly say the same thing. I need to know what he has said, and then I need to boldly declare it over my body, my money, my marriage, my children, my parenting, my business, my career, my future, the next season, next year. What has God said about my future? then I'm going to say it too boldly. He said there's a hope in your future, right? There's hope in your future, right? Jeremiah 29, 11. Not defeat, not despair, not victim, not feel sorry for myself, but victory. Can we have a praise break? Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's go back to verse 5, guys. Verse 5, please. Verse 5. So we, we underlined it right. For he has said, okay? Then now verse 6, let's go to verse 6. He has said, so that I might boldly say, I need to be saying what he's saying, not disgruntled, backslidden, carnal Christians, not sinners, atheists, agnostics, ungodly, the media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I'm not to be saying what they're saying. Wall Street, Washington, D.C., I'm to be saying what God has already said. Because whatever God has said, that's his will. That's his will. His word is his will. Am I right? So as he has said, so that I might boldly say the same thing. Romans chapter 10, verse 8. Y'all still with me, everybody? This is, man, this is anointing. Y'all get, y'all catching the anointing? Is this helping you? I hope it's helping you. What do we need to do then? We need to wash our mouth out with the word. Yeah, let's do that. The next three weeks, this is the season for miracles. If I want a miracle, then I'm going to have to wash my mouth out with the word. Not soap, but with the word. Boy, that goes over like, maybe the 11 o'clock service will like this better. 
But what saith it? The word is nigh thee. Where should the word be? Where should the word be? Look at the scripture. Where should the word be? Not in the coffee table, not in your library, not in your CDs or, 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 you know, whatever your apps, whatever it should be in your mouth. And then where should it be in your heart? Not your head, not your head. Not, well, I know that pastor. I heard you teach on that 2006. How come you haven't got your miracle? How come you don't have your breakthroughs? How come your life's not getting better? How come your life sucks? I don't want your life to suck. I don't want you to be a stagnant Christian. I don't want you to be stagnant. I want you to receive your miracles. And you don't receive your miracles just believing in them. Right? You don't just believing in them. You, you, you got to get it from your head to your heart. Because you don't believe with your head. You believe with your heart. Look at right there. Even in your mouth. How much of the word have you been speaking this week? How much of promises have you been declaring this week? But my God will supply. I say this every day. I want to challenge you. Say it every day. I say this every day. If I'm lying, God fry me. But my God today will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. I'm getting it in my heart so I can receive the miracle of his provision. But it doesn't work till you say it. You can't get saved till you say it. So it doesn't work till you say it. The word won't work till you say it. But what saith this? The word is nigh thee. Where is it? In my mouth. And now it's in my heart. What is that? The word of faith. So when we say we're a word of faith church, I guess that's scriptural, which we preach. Verse 9. That if you will confess with what? Your miracle starts in your mouth. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe where? Not in your head. Well, I know the Christmas story, Pastor, and yeah, I kind of believe in the virgin birth, kind of, sort of, maybe, and I believe in that. That's not enough. That's head knowledge. You got to get it in your heart. You shall believe in your heart. But how's it going to get in my heart? Through my mouth. As he has said, so say we the same thing boldly. You got to get in the word and find out what he said about who you are, what you have, and what you can do. You need to get in the word and find out every day, either in Adam or you're in Christ. You're either sinner or saint, either hot or cold, light or dark, heaven or hell. My decision is, for me and my house, we're going to be in Christ. We're going to be in Christ. And how did I get in Christ? It started with my mouth, my confession, my words. And then it dropped in my heart, and I believed. And then I received my salvation. Lord, help me. Am I saying it's clear enough today? That if you will confess with your mouth, then you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you will be Say, so it's saying the law of faith, saying, believing, saying, receiving. Don't leave one of the components out. A lot of people leave out the saying, saying till you believe it. And then once you believe it, it's dropped in your heart. Then you say it, then you say it, 
Then you say it. Then it's the word of faith. Then it's faith. And then you receive salvation or your miracle, which is, that's the greatest miracle is salvation. Am I right? Verse 10. For with the, not your head. Do y'all remember I started off today? Your miracle is only 18 inches away. Well, Pastor, I thought you were forcing us with that one-year Bible. And now you are just trying to get miracles to us. A soul. With the heart, man or woman, you believe unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession. What is confession? Saying the same thing. As he has said, so we say boldly. Do you boldly declare the promises of God? Are you taking your authority when you speak to sickness, sin, habits, drugs, alcohol, pornography, strife, worry, fear, anxiety, insomnia? Are you speaking to it boldly, the word of God? As he has said, so we might say boldly what he has said. So with the heart, man believes. You believe with your heart, not your head. With the heart, man believes into righteousness. And with the mouth, with the mouth, there's a, turn to somebody and say, there's a miracle in my mouth. And with the mouth, as the team comes out, confession is made unto salvation. There's a miracle in our mouth. Your miracle starts in your mouth. And it moves from your head to your heart. And then out of your heart, you speak and the miracle takes place. I'm done. Did I help anybody today? Come on, let's give the Lord a big praise. Thank you for the word, Lord. Thank you for the word, Father. Come on, let's thank you for the word, man. We believe in miracles, God. We're miracle-minded, Father. We're going to start speaking the word specifically with strength and anointing and authority and boldness. The righteous are bold as a lion. The righteous are bold as a lion. The righteous are not wimpy, not victim mentality, not feel sorry for me. They speak the word with boldness in Jesus' name. They decree a thing. They declare a thing. And then it's established. The word don't work until I say it. The word won't work until I speak it. Let us never forget it in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. First to my audience online. Sure glad you joined us today. I hope I helped you on how to get a miracle. Tis the season for a miracle. Christmas story. But the second greatest miracle is the new birth. Is becoming the righteousness of God. Is becoming a, a believer. A Christian. A Christ follower. If you've never done it out there online. Last week we had a record of y'all online. Of those who make decisions. God loves you. God's for you. God's not mad at you. Let's end the year right. Let's leave a legacy like Neil and Kim talked about for our family and the next generation. Let's do the right thing, not the crowd thing, not the world thing, not the culture thing. God loves you. He's waiting on you. You see, Pastor, I want a relationship with God. I want to know God. I want to give my life to God. Or, Pastor, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. I, I, I'm, I'm online but I know there's some adjustments I need to make. 
corrections I need to make, priorities I need to change. I want to recommit and rededicate my life. If that's you, faith is an act. Y'all need to do something. If you need prayer, there are live people standing by right now. But you need to click on your phone, on your uh, computer, on your iPad, that you're making that decision. Thank you. Here in this room, out in the lobby, in the Rock Express, nobody's going to come to you. Nobody's going not going to do anything other than that. I just love you. I want you to know God. I want you to know that God's for you. God's a good God. God loves you. God has a life for you, an abundant life. Don't waste your life. Don't miss God. Don't miss this opportunity. And you would just simply say, Pastor, I don't know God. I don't want religion, Pastor. It's done nothing but hurt me. I get it. Pastor, I do want to know God. I do want a relationship. I do want to know my purpose. Or Pastor, again, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord, but I need to get some things right with God. I need to to commit and ask God for forgiveness and reset my life. Pray for me. On all the sections, just lift your hand, wave it at me, would you? That's just faith is an act. You've got to do something for it to be faith. If you don't do anything, it's not faith. Just lift up your hand high. Just wave it at me. By faith, I see the curtains down. By faith, I see every, not just for concerts, but I see it for church. People raising their hands back there. Jesus' mighty name. Okay, you could put your hands down. Let, let's all pray this prayer. It, it, we just read it. It's in Romans chapter 10. Okay? So let's all help them, church. Let's all pray it here and online. Say it with me. Heavenly Father, I repent. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for me, and that He rose again. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. I receive you now. Your love, forgiveness, and acceptance. Show me your purpose for my life. Take my life and make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all look up. Let's rejoice with the angels. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.